Welcome to Mother Love News. All right, welcome to Mother Love News. I'm your host, Cliff Rodbeck. MLN is your source for somewhat made-up news, but it's a good time. Unfortunately, you may see on my monitor over here, uh, the snack box will be empty tonight and will remain empty for the next couple of days. I can, however, share with you a text message that Snack sent me earlier so that you can know he's okay. He said, yo, I just ate the best steak I've ever eaten in my life. So he's keeping it real. All right. Shout out to Binary over there. Shout out to uh, anybody. It looks like we have another concurrent viewer. That's awesome. Zachary Snacks making a show from out of state. Look at that. boy. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I really, I, I, I appreciate I didn't know you were going to be able to make it. Look at that. Um, so yeah, man, we're going to get this party started. Snacks, you can chime in if you want to. Binary, it's good to see you, man. Uh, we had we, we had a lot of growth yesterday. That's that's awesome. Oh, shout out to DK Records. That's a channel. If you're into watching riots, um, I love watching this guy's channel. He had me on his show briefly yesterday, and uh, we we picked up a little bit of an audience, which I'm excited to, to see. So big 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 ups to DK Records. It's the best riot wall I've ever seen. Uh, if we're being honest with ourselves, but let's hit that newsery. It's going to be a fun night. Let's do this. Newsery. A near-blue-on-blue shootout was narrowly avoided in Arkansas. In an odd situation, 43 FBI agents were arrested in a sting operation yesterday morning. It seems that the arrests were made by a strike force of an additional 76 FBI agents. There was some sort of mistake, uh, but we can, we can announce that the 43 arrested agents have been released. Uh, there was an, an alleged plan for an act of terror by a large group of white supremacists. We are hearing that the plot, however, uh, it's not your average domestic terror plot. What we understand at this point is the FBI, the Oklahoma City FBI field office was conducting operations in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and there was a simultaneous investigation being conducted in the same area by the Little Rock FBI office. And it seems that uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas is equidistant to the two offices. So both Fed groups were arranging a sting by getting their targets to agree to conducting this terrorist plot. Just before the plot went operational, the Oklahoma City agents arrested a group of what they believed to be criminals, but then learned that the criminals were in fact the Little Rock FBI agents who were working to entrap the Oklahoma City agents. The Justice Department said that while this was a mistake, they think it'll be necessary to go ahead and ask Congress for permission to expand domestic spying operations in order to ensure if there ever is an actual plot by white supremacists that they could maybe do something about it. Uh, this is a graph here. This graph is uh, a graph of the expenditures for domestic spying operations by federal law enforcement agencies. And then we have another graph that is uh, the actual white supremacist domestic terrorist plots that have occurred. Hmm. I don't know about you all, but I feel a whole lot safer. Broadback. Hot takes. So before... Before we get uh, too far in, if you haven't already, make sure you sub. We love to have subscribers here, and then uh, that way you can make sure you're, you're up on all our content. I think it's a worthwhile thing to do. So, I, you know, what got me here was 
I was watching a documentary today. It was a PBS documentary about Ruby Ridge. And uh, Ruby Ridge, if you're not familiar, was a, an assault on a guy and his family for basically nothing. The FBI set this guy up to saw off the barrels of a couple of shotguns, and then they used that crime as a, a way to try to leverage this guy to give up some information on a local actual white supremacist group. Um, but he refused to, to be mixed up with the FBI. He lived on a mountaintop in Northern Idaho and the FBI just wasn't having it. And so they ended up raiding his house. They killed his son and his dog and then, uh, shot his wife with a sniper rifle through the door. Um, all of this because a guy sawed off two barrels of two shotguns. And, uh, then you put this in the bigger context of the Capitol six, riot, Which I think everybody's starting to reach the conclusion that that would probably not have occurred without federal government involvement. And um, pretty much everything, every major plot that's been thwarted by the FBI has been a plot that was developed, created, and operationalized by the FBI. And so, I mean, we, we live in a clown world. And my point here is if anybody ever approaches you, uh, to be a part of something, uh, just go ahead and scream fed and turn around and run. That's probably the safest option for you. Let's hit the newsery. We got another really cool story about a protest. Newsery. Susan Sarandon, look at her. She's not a happy camper. Poor Susan. A little grumpy today. So Susan Sarandon, seen here playing the role of a homeless prostitute, led a protest on Monday against the squad. This is... That's not from a movie. Yeah, she was a, that's just how she dresses. Okay, so my bad. This is actually just Susan Sarandon walking on the street. And that's a rough bitch. So, uh, but if you're unaware, the squad is a collection of carnival freaks and OnlyFans women who are elected members of Congress. Uh, they can be found oftentimes in front of a camera that's recording, any camera that's recording, sharing socialist policy positions and critical race theory ideology, unless that camera is owned by Project Veritas, in which case they run to their SUV and try to get away quickly. The squad has an outsized amount of influence within the Democratic Party because their message allows for division, which is advantageous for the globalist agenda. They're responsible for proposing a whole bunch of legislative ideas, uh, quite a, a, a long list of ideas that, that the squad has um, asked Congress to consider. Uh, here they are. That's a little small. There's a bunch of them. I couldn't fit them all on there, but uh, I want to I read them to you because don't worry too much. Uh, their ideas have consisted of the $15 an hour minimum wage, heavy regulation of cryptocurrencies, anti-Semitism, reparations, redoing the big short policies that led to the U.S. financial ruin, universal basic income, uh, outlawing evictions, socialized medicine, outlawing, pro outlawing private health insurance, Canceling student debt, subsidized housing for all, government child care, government takeover of banks, government ownership of private companies, whew, government takeover of energy companies, and of course, open borders. Now, I would like to show you the list of all their accomplishments. They have raised funds for the DNC. Alrighty. Well, um... It turns out that if you're a leftist that supported these candidates, uh, you were probably oper under, operating under the illusion that the establishment power structure would allow some of these policies to be implemented. That's not really how it all works, though. So Susan Sarandon, we were able to talk to her at this uh, 
this protest that she was leading. And she told us, it was, it was kind of impressive. Uh, she told us that she believes in, in democracy. She went on to say that thousands of Americans have died in order to secure democratic power uh, in government, and they owe us free medical treatment. We had a reporter catch up with him, um, Hank Longballs Bailey, and he asked the actress to expand on her sentiment about the troops that had fought and died. Uh, but she did provide clarity. She said, quote, no, no. I mean that when people die, they vote for Democrats, obviously. No, that's, that's just our mistake. Um, we thought she actually was being a patriot. Broadback, hot takes. Oh, man. So, uh, five years a slave and Chinese food for real. Um, shout out to you guys over there in, uh, in chat. I appreciate y'all. It's like, man, I can't believe snacks made time to, to join us. Look at that. That's beautiful snacks. No. So Susan Sarandon did lead a protest today and I thought it was awesome. She was totally like, she's got problems with the squad because the squad's made a lot of promises and they just don't deliver because it turns out that they're not really in it for any significant change. Um, they just want to get paid, which is understandable. And honestly, that's preferable to me. I would rather them not be actual socialists that can get things done. Um, however, I will tell you this, the, the AOC in particular, uh, she's a real dummy. And, and I encourage anybody that hasn't had the opportunity yet to listen to AOC, to give her a shot, hear what she has to say and, uh, spend a little time, spend a little time, uh, just listening to what a buffoon she really is. Uh, it's pretty amazing. So, um, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I like when snacks is here because we can kind of go on for a little bit, but that's just really my opinion. AOC is a joke and I can't get over Ayanna Presley. That bald lady is ridiculous. She, that group, whenever you get the squad together, it looks like the can, cantina scene from star Wars. Like it's just a hot mess. You've got, you've got Ilhan Omar who married a brother. You've got AOC, which is like only fans lady that snacks wants to hook up with. You got, um, you've got Ayanna Presley is the bald lady looks a lot like, um, she's almost like Samuel L. Jackson, a little bit like Samuel L. Um, Samuel L. And uh, from there on, then you start to get to the, the the B team squad, which I mean that's what it is. They're just not they're not that popular. News of All right, so this is a big story. This is I'm really excited to share this because I think it, it shows that we're making significant progress towards anti racism. MLN has received information that a group of social justice warriors has descended on Washington, D.C. with a single goal. They are currently working to remove the Stone of Hope at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial tribute to the 1960s civil rights leader. Uh, they seem to be chanting color before character, color before character. Um, we believe that means that they were, they're not fans of the idea that we should judge people by the content of their character, of course. Uh, one seemingly female protester told us, quote, uh, we must atone for our privilege by removing uh, this image of a merit-based society. MLK ignored the fact that we're all racists. And if I could ever get laid by a straight man, uh, I would potentially give birth to racist babies, end quote. Um, that was her saying that. I have to say quote because I don't want anybody like Snacks to take my statements out of context and imply that I'm working to get pregnant by a straight white man. Uh, but this seems to be a real escalation in the critical race theory movement towards the equality of outcome rather than the equality of opportunity that the early civil rights leader shared with the country. One moment, please. Wow. Shocking news. I can report right now. This is impressive. 
it seems that Kamala Harris's stepdaughter has been crushed by the statue as it toppled. Uh, we are hearing that the FBI is quickly en route to the scene. They've been mobilized to respond to this incident. It seems that they're saying this could be a hate crime because the stone from which this statue was made is in fact white. This is a white stone statue falling on a mixed-race individual uh, who is also non-binary. This is unacceptable. I hope the FBI can get to the bottom of this plot. Uh, clearly, something needs to be done. These white supremacists are absolutely out of control. Broadback. Hot takes. <laughs> if you haven't had a chance, look up Kamala Harris's stepdaughter. It's pretty amazing. Um, they made her a a model, and she could be the least attractive model. That, no, that can't be true because I heard Megan Rapino that that lesbian soccer player is a model now. But it's it's impressive. It's you can if you are absolutely a, a dog. You can probably get a modeling. I'll bet Zachary Snacks, if you slap a wig on that cat, I'll bet you anything he could get a modeling contract. I wouldn't be shocked. In fact, Zachary, we might have to put together a little bit of a uh, photo shoot for you, man. Maybe we can have an MLN calendar and we can have you pose with some pumpkins um, for October and maybe some in the snow for winter. I think I think people would love that. I think would fly off the shelves. Uh, no, but this, these people are amazing. Um CRT people are racists, and they they actually don't like Martin Luther King. I don't the idea that the ideas that Martin Luther King espoused. I don't think people understand that that they're contrary to what these modern social justice warriors seem to be advocating for. Um, and so, man, I, I'll tell you what, they, it's it's amazing. Also, after I wrote this story today, I went back and saw on the news, and I felt kind of bad about this and almost pulled it, but there was actually a guy that. <laughs> There was a Civil War statue. I think it was Robert E. Lee that got pulled down back in uh, like June, and it fell on a guy at his head. And the guy didn't die, but he is like full blown mentally disabled at this point. Like, is in a wheelchair. He was in a coma for a sustained period of time. I don't know if he was participating in the riot or not, um, but it's pretty sad. And um, man, what a bad way! What a bad bad way to to go out in a protest to have a giant statue land on your your, your dome that that can't be comfortable. Uh, but bless him. I hope it all works out, and I hope he's able to heal. But I don't think it's going to happen. To be honest with you. Newsery. According to the New York Times, Adam Mendelson, LeBron James's longtime public relations advisor and apparent burn victim, was caught doing the unthinkable. Mendelson is reported to have said. I am exhausted between Me Too and Black Lives Matter. I've got nothing left. We can report that exactly 37 seconds after he uttered the last words of that sentence, a group consisting of eight black women, 67 white women, and three incel men gathered outside of Mr. Mendelssohn's office in order to ensure that he would no longer be able to earn any additional income as his life proceeds. And this this comment that he provided, this this uh, trouble, troubling comment, was provided in a recorded phone call with ESPN NBA reporter Rachel Nichols. Now, Rachel Nichols was pretty upset because she felt that uh, Maria Taylor, a black uh, ESPN reporter, had received a promotion that she should have received, that, that uh, Miss Nichols should have received. Adam Mendelson, so he, he responded whenever he heard about this, basically saying, hey, I'm tired of BLM. I'm tired of the hashtag Me Too thing. 
Um, but we're not sure what his motivations are. This is always tricky in a situation where you need to know intent. Uh, we do suspect that it's one of two things. Either he uh, was really just trying to be supportive of Miss Nichols or he was trying to get her into the sack. We're not sure at this time. Uh, but after receiving some pressure regarding this comment, these comments, Mendelssohn immediately backpedaled. He issued the following statement. He said, I, should not, I shouldn't have said it or even thought it. Uh, I work to support these movements. I have, I have to continue to check my privilege and work to be a better ally. We can report that since he has provided that apology, Mr. Mendelssohn has received the Pussy of the Year Award from the Coalition of Little Bitches. This seems to be another example of virtue signaling in order to make people or in order to avoid making people mad. But it also seems to be a great example of not understanding that no matter what you do, people are going to be mad. So you should never, ever apologize. Broadback. Hot takes. If you ever say anything, look, here's the deal. If you say something and you think you're going to get fired or lose business as a result of whatever it is you say, um, Please, for the love of God, don't apologize. The only thing that's going to happen if you apologize is you're still going to lose your job, but now you look like a big old vag. So don't do it. Don't be a sissy. Don't apologize. Never apologize for anything. It's not worth it. You you got to be able to to look yourself in the face uh, in the mirror the next day. And um, I don't think that anybody who does these these types of backpedaling apologies would ever be capable of, of uh, having any sense of pride in themselves after the fact. But that's just me. I, I'm excited about our last story. I think you guys are going to enjoy it quite a bit. It's actually a really fun one. News of reading. We close tonight with a feel-good story. The Union Democrat, a Southern California newspaper, uh, published an article this week highlighting California's con- conservation corps' push to train more female firefighters with uh, to help out with the annual forest blazes that take lives and they destroy millions in property. Uh, Not to be outdone though, a Missouri firefighter uh, was featured in a Missouri newspaper. Uh, The firefighter made quite a name for herself. So I'd like to introduce you to uh, Joni Smoothgums Potumpkin, who was hired by the Steel Mill Fire Department, uh, though after being hired, it became clear that she would not be able to pass the physical assessment required to enter burning, burning buildings. Uh, the standards had previously been lowered for women, but Joni is an extremely petite woman. She has severe asthma and a club foot. So um, the department, though, needed to meet diversity quotas. And so Joni did, is still able to pitch in by fulfilling what is perhaps the most traditional role of fire departments. Joni has actually recovered 81 cats from trees this year alone. That's right. She's known as the kitty whisperer around town. Joni had the idea because she had previously volunteered at the animal shelter, uh, the county animal shelter, before joining the force, the fire department. And she discovered that she loves cats. And uh, she calls her her cat friends her furry little pussy pals. And so Joni began to, uh, even though she's physically limited, she refuses to let her limitations be disabilities. Even though she can't carry a ladder uh, in the retrieval of these precious little kittens, she does seem to manage. Uh, It turns out that Joni, who herself is a cat owner, simply stands at the base of the tree uh, with a day-old dead largemouth bass uh, in her mouth and then mumbles kitty kitty a few times, and generally the cats will come right down. Joni Smoothgums, you've got some smooth moves. Who says women can't do the same job as men? Broadback. Hot takes. All right. (laughs) Why not, right? Why not feature Joni Smoothgums? Um... 
California is actually trying to train more women to fight fire fight, uh, to fight these forest fires. Uh, at this point, I don't even think it really matters as long as they can. Uh, uh oh, I don't know if OBS just crashed. Uh-uh. Well, it shows that I'm recording over here. So the very least that will happen is I'll have to post a cleaned up version of this recording. Uh, I think we're back live again. Good deal. So, um, yeah, so California is going to get as many women as they can, throw them at those forest fires, and hopefully they're able to solve that problem. I really hope it works out for everybody involved. Um, but I don't know that we should necessarily be lowering standards for uh, anybody in particular. Uh, I agree, by the way. Let's shout out to chat. Uh, I haven't looked at it so much. It's kind of tricky when, when old Snacks isn't here. Um Yeah, yeah. The connection was certainly on my end, binary. And it looks like you said you only apologize when you're wrong. Dude, I can't even I, I agree with you there, but you I think you should be really cautious whenever it comes to apologizing at all. Even if I'm wrong. If it's if it's something that's gonna be race related or woke related, I'm not I would never ever do it, man. I I'm I don't think you would either, but um that's the way it's Geech, I didn't see you popped in here, Geechee. All right, buddy. Oh man. Dude, I, I don't know what's going on with my OBS, but we're having some real disconnection issues tonight. But hopefully uh, hopefully the connection issues are about over, but our show is about over. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and wrap up because it looks like OBS is completely dying on me. Um, that's really unfortunate, but what are you going to do? All right, y'all. Well, fellas, y'all take it easy. Uh, bless your hearts, and I will catch y'all tomorrow.